So, Goldie, uh, it's that time of year again, and Halloween is right around the corner. Oh, yeah. What, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going to dress up as the scariest thing I can think of, neoliberalism. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, but how does one dress as a neoliberal? A- any way you want, as long as you just say uh, that... That you are for tax cuts for the rich, deregulation of the powerful, and wage suppression for everybody else, you are a neoliberal. Exactly. It doesn't really matter what you wear. Doesn't matter what you wear. Uh, uh, but it. you had, uh, for yeah. Halloween, you had a great idea for a special edition of Pitchfork Economics. Exactly. It's trickle down or treat. Ooh, our spooky Halloween edition. Super scary. And honestly, there isn't anything scarier uh, than terrible neoliberal economic ideas. So if you think slashers are dangerous. Oh, my or God. Mummies, you've, ne- you've never met an economist. Exactly. <laughs> They've killed more people than uh, all the scary <laughs> monsters in the world combined. <laughs> they really have. It is quite astonishing. I mean, it, if you consider what steps you could take uh, to harm People at scale. That's right. Freddy uh, Krueger's got nothing, nothing on Milton Friedman. Exactly. I mean, if you really want to really bring harm to millions and millions of vulnerable families, convincing people that raising wages kills jobs is a far meaner and more sinister thing to do than chainsawing a few of them in half. Right. And so for a change of pace, instead of coming on and talking to us, Nick, uh, we asked some of our uh, past guests to leave us a voicemail and tell us about the scariest neoliberal tricks. I love it. I love it. Uh, It is going to be a very spooky episode. And I do think, in all seriousness, there's a lot of these ideas that truly are scary and terrible and mean and awful and evil. And we, uh, you know, we want to we want to have a Halloween special devoted to it. Okay, so so get the kids out of the room, turn the volume down low, so That's they right. don't they don't have nightmares. Exactly, and get ready to listen to spooky trickle down or treat. <laughs> This is Mara Quitt, and I'm director of Tax March, and I think that the scariest trickle-down trick is tax cuts for the rich. They say that they're going to give the wealthy more money, and then everyone else will end up with jobs, and somehow it will help us. And in the end, the rich take their tax cuts and hide the money away and reinvest only in themselves with stock buybacks and giving money to their family. And that's it. And no one else gets anything. It's terrifying. Yes, I'm calling about trickle down or treat. My name is Steve Knoll, calling from Pixinus, Pennsylvania. My scariest thing that ever happened to me was in 2009 when the economy crashed. I lost my job and my health insurance over the course of a couple days, all due to the banks doing some real fun and spooky banking and shaking down credit holders. My life in one day went from being able to afford it to not being able to afford it and not having any pay. Spooky time. (laughs) 
Hey, I'm Ben Zipperer. I'm an economist at the Economic Policy Institute in Washington, D.C., and my favorite scare story is how the minimum wage actually hurts low-wage workers that you naively think it might help. Uh, the economy destroying minimum wage is one of those zombie tales that you might think of has been laid to rest, but it keeps coming back from the dead. In the real world, however, we know that the minimum wage is one of the most well-studied topics in economics, and the average study finds that minimum wages actually help low-wage workers. They have no effect on employment, and it raises low-wage workers' wages and reduces the number of families in poverty. Happy Halloween! Hello, Pitchfork friends. This is Stephanie Kelton, Professor of Economics and Public Policy at Stony Brook University. Ghosts and goblins don't scare me, but the thought of losing programs like Social Security and Medicare scare the hell out of me. These are two of America's most important and most popular programs. The trickle-down trick says they're unsustainable, that we can't afford them. That's not just wicked, it's wicked wrong. The truth is, not only can we afford to maintain these programs, we can afford to build on them by expanding Social Security benefits and moving to Medicare for All. Don't believe me? Check out my Pitchfork episode to learn more. Hey, Nick and Company. My name is Phil Giles. Uh, My favorite trickle-down trick is when people say that increasing taxes on the wealthy will not uh, decrease inequality, but then at the same time they say that U.S. corporations can't be as competitive globally because they have among the highest marginal tax rates in the world. I mean, as we know, the effective rate is very competitive with other OECD countries. So um, anyways, I'm not sure that's completely a fair apples-to-apples comparison, but uh, since corporations are legally considered to have personhood, I'm not really too torn up about it. Well, this is Larry Michelle, an economist with the Economic Policy Institute and friend of Pitchfork Economics. I want to give an example of how messed up employment law is and how it reflects the power of employers to enforce uh, things on workers that they don't want. As an economist, I was surprised to learn when reading a law case last year, Epic Systems on Forced Arbitration, that um, the employer created the forced arbitration policy for workers in the following way. They sent all their employees an email that said, we now have a forced arbitration policy. And if you show up for work tomorrow, you have agreed to that. This implies that there was something that the employees got for agreeing to forced arbitration, which is that they basically got the same job they had the day before. Now, that seems unreasonable, unfair, and bizarre to me, and it's just a little insight of a trickle-down nightmare. Trickle-down Hey there, this is Felicia Wong, and I run the Roosevelt Institute. So it's Halloween, and I'm thinking that the biggest trick of trickle-down economics is that cutting taxes for the rich will help the poor. We know that's wrong. The Trump tax cut made that worse. A sugar high for a few, and more insecurity for everyone else. 
Because building a strong economy requires two things. One, reigning in the concentrated power that rules our economy and our democracy. And two, reimagining public power, which means government, to meet the challenges facing our country. But there's good news. We can do this right now. If progressives don't, they can expect to be spooked at the ballot box. Happy Halloween. Hey, this is Clayton Llewellyn from Pensacola, Florida. And I just want to say that one of the biggest tricks of trickle-down economics is that when they tell you the stock market is doing great, that you're doing great as a member of the working class. Never heard a bigger load of BS in my entire life. This is Chris Liu, and I served as the Deputy Secretary of Labor under President Obama. My trickle-down trick is the 2017 tax cut. When Donald Trump and his friends in Congress were pushing for passage of this legislation, they promised that the tax cut would create jobs, they said it would lead to business investment, everyone would get a $4,000 pay raise, and Republicans in Congress actually said that the tax cuts would pay for themselves. Almost two years later, none of those things happened. In fact, the only thing that did happen is that now we have a $1 trillion federal budget deficit, double what it was in 2015. And you know how these people want to reduce the deficit now? They want to cut critical safety net programs for working class Americans. Sadly, this is the same trickle-down trick that's been played on us for decades. And the effects of this trick are going to last with us for many, many Halloween. I'm not going to leave my name because of the story I'm about to tell, but I work for Pfizer. And this is my spookiest trickle-down story a few years back. Um, everyone in research received a base pay reduction anywhere between 7.5% and 15%. But it was spun up to us as a bonus eligible. So essentially what happened is we received a base pay reduction bonus. So my pay was reduced 10% in the hopes that they would give it back to me in the coming years. Yes, that really did happen. Happy Halloween, Nikanawa. My favorite trickle-down clown trick is the idea that the rich create jobs when we know the true job creator is a strong and vibrant middle class. Hi, this is Matt Stoller. I'm the author of the book, Goliath, The Hundred-Year War Between Monopoly Power and Democracy. So. I'm going to talk about monopolies. The greatest trick that monopolists play is to tell you that their service is low cost or free, that monopolies are good for consumers. Let's take Facebook. Facebook says it's free. In short, you don't pay with money, uh, but what you pay with is your data and in particular the collapse of your local newspaper. So Google and Facebook have redirected most advertising in the United States themselves using your data, which they get when you log into their site and don't pay any money. Now, as a result, two-thirds of counties in America now have no daily newspaper, and this is a crisis of democracy. So that's the trick that they play. It looks free, but you pay with your freedom. Freedom. 
This is Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, co-chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. I think the scariest trick of neoliberalism is claiming that Medicare for All costs too much because it's absurd to talk about costs without calling out the crushing costs of our current broken system. I hope we can make progress by unmasking these lies and instead remind people the cost of doing nothing is not only financially unsustainable, it is also a matter of life and death for millions of Americans. Hi, this is Michael Linden, the Executive Director of the Groundwork Collaborative. And I think that the spookiest, scariest, trickle-down trick is got to be the classic tax cuts for the rich will pay for themselves. It's a completely ridiculous idea that we keep trying to kill, and it just keeps coming back from the grave like a zombie. And it's totally false, and it's used every single time to justify tax cuts that benefit only rich people and to take money from working people and funnel it into the pockets of people at the top. And as many times as we try to drive a stake through its heart, it always it always rears its ugly head again. So that, that's got to be the spookiest uh, trickle-down trick. My God, that was scary. Oh, uh, I, I'm so frightened, Nick. I'm I'm whiter than the House Republican Caucus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a mean and true thing to say. Uh, yeah, that is a terrifying thing. So, Goldie. What neoliberal idea do you think is the scariest? Uh, that economics is a science. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That is an incredibly terrifying and scary idea. Be- that be- because if it is a science, then it means there's absolutely nothing we, we can, can do, do about, about it. it. Exactly. And, and that's frightening. Yeah. And... And that's the purpose of it, (laughs) is to frighten you into allowing these policies to stand. That's right. And when you think about neoliberalism, really, when you zoom out, really it is all about frightening people, isn't it? Absolutely. You have to be afraid that you'll lose your job or that you'll lose your home, that... Uh, you're basically going to lose everything unless exactly. uh, we cut your taxes. Exactly. Nick. Yeah. Exactly. It is a fear-based narrative. If we raise wages, you will lose your job. Right. If we raise taxes on the rich, you will lose your job. And because it's yeah. an equilibrium system, if somebody else does better, if we try to raise other people up, it's going to come at my expense. Exactly. So. We have learned a lot about how scary trickle down is and neoliberalism in this episode. Uh, I hope our listeners can sleep. I and I hope they find this a treat. Pitchfork Economics is produced by Civic Ventures. The magic happens in Seattle in partnership with the Young Turks Network. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Civic Action and Nick Hanauer. Follow our writing on Medium at Civic Skunkworks and peek behind the podcast scenes on Instagram at Pitchfork Economics. As always, from our team at Civic Ventures, thanks for listening. See you next week.